Hello everyone, I am Sapyun Sasa. Welcome to Culture Rainbow, a place where we explore cultural differences and diverse ways of thinking and living through storytelling. In this series of Life with an Indian, I would like to share with you the challenges we experience on a daily basis with my Indian partner, as well as how we try to find a compromise regarding our cultural differences. And in this episode, we'll talk about our different beauty standards. In India, long hair and femininity are inseparable. In Indian mythology, women is associated with long hair. In Bollywood, almost all female main leads have long, black and thick hair. In many movies, short hair women are portrayed as tomboys, career-centric or intellectuals, an archetype that is often portrayed as less attractive. This suggests that a woman's femininity and attractiveness somewhere lies in her hair. So long, black and thick hair has set the standard of feminine beauty and conditions the society's grooming expectations for women. Indian women are expected to have long, gorgeous hair. During my time in Paris, I went to many different conferences and workshops which made me realize that I have always groomed my external appearance in order to look more attractive in men's eyes. Since then, I have become a feminist and begun to question certain beauty standards in the society. I wanted to challenge the general concept that girls can look pretty only in long hair. So I shaved all my hair before going to India in 2018. I wanted to show everyone that I can still be a confident girl without hair. Of course, at that time, I had no idea what was the significance of hair to women in India. I was enrolled in a university to study philosophy and religion. As a big part of my study program was about Buddhism I found out upon my arrival that a lot of my classmates were nuns from Vietnam and Cambodia. As there were many nuns in my class, a lot of students from other majors in my university took me for a nun, but a weird one, because I was not wearing robes like other nuns, but lay clothes. So I was a combination of a nun's head and a lay person's body. When other Indian students found out that I was not a real nun, they were very shocked and they told me, Oh, you look like a boy. How will you find a husband? Women are supposed to have long hair. You should grow your hair back. I told them that I don't like to conform. I wanted to be different. And cutting my hair does not make me a different person. And I don't think my beauty has anything to do with my hair. I think beauty lies in authenticity. Apart from getting those comments from time to time, being bold turned out to be the most liberating thing that has ever happened to me. It felt very light and cool. I could feel the breeze on my neck and on the top of my head. Shower took me barely two minutes. I used to spend 20 minutes in the shower and I realized that actually 18 minutes were for my long hair. I was so used to doing all this that I didn't realize what a hassle it was to have long hair. When I met my boyfriend, my hair had already grown back long ago. They were about shoulder length when I saw him for the first time. We stayed in a hostel for four months, then went to visit his parents who live in a very small town in the state of Rajasthan. Soon after we reached there, 
I told him that I wanted to have a haircut because the weather was too humid and I felt sweat on my neck all the time. He told me no woman cuts their hair short in this small town and in his village nearby. So he asked me to make an effort to not cut my hair during my time there. He said I was free to do whatever I want once we leave from there. During my whole life, I never gave a second thought about cutting my hair. I used to change my haircut once every six months. So I have had my hair long, short, curly, straight and of different colors. So for me, cutting hair was never a big deal. So despite what he said, I decided to test the waters. I told his mother and sister-in-law that I would like to cut my hair. As per my boyfriend's expectation, they unanimously disagreed. Don't cut your hair. They are looking so nice. Why would you cut your hair? They are already too short. I didn't imagine something that was so basic for me could provoke such a big reaction. It was for them a drastic step. And I can see from the disapproving look that they would get really upset if I carried out my decision. So I thought, fine, this is the first time I'm here. Let me not do anything shocking. Let me respect the local tradition and culture. But deep inside, I could feel an unease by suppressing something I considered as a basic freedom. We stayed there two months and I went back to France to visit my family. Upon my arrival, I happily cut my hair and did some red highlights. My boyfriend and my sister-in-laws were quite fond of my new look. I met my boyfriend again after three months in Nepal. Unfortunately, two months later, his grandfather passed away, so we had to rush back to India to his parents' place to attend the funeral. As his grandfather lived in the village his entire life, all of the ceremonies and rituals took place there. So this time, I spent more time in the village, and I started to understand another reason why my boyfriend's family didn't want me to cut my hair. In the village, every woman has to wear a shawl to cover her hair because according to the tradition, women are not supposed to show their hair to any man other than their husband, not even to their father-in-law. If my hair are too short and cannot be tied by a rubber band, then a shawl will not be able to cover them. Certainly, my boyfriend's family did not want to run the risk of bringing an outsider who disrespects the village's tradition and culture. Despite this new insight, the hair issue resurfaced because summer was slowly making its way to India and temperatures were reaching 40 degrees Celsius during my time there. Obviously, the same comments came back when I mentioned about haircut, but this time it was harder for me to give in especially when I saw my boyfriend coming back refreshed after his haircut. I told my mother-in-law and sister-in-laws that my boyfriend never think twice before getting a haircut, so why should I? And they have absolutely nothing to do with my hairstyle. How can it affect them so much? No one should be this bothered by a haircut. They couldn't answer me back, but they were still not convinced. I thought, okay, let me wait two more days because we plan to leave in two days anyway. But the day after, we received some bad news. My father-in-law had a serious lung problem and he needed to undergo a surgery. 
so our departure date was postponed by ten days. Upon getting this news, I sat silently in a corner for half an hour. Out of concern, my mother-in-law came and asked me, "Are you upset because of staying ten more days here? Are you so eager to leave?" I knew it would be rude to say yes, but I couldn't control myself any longer. I burst into tears and told her, "Yes, I want to leave this place because then finally I would be able to cut my hair." Seeing me in tears, she suddenly understood how much I was feeling oppressed by not being able to do something that has been a basic freedom my whole life. So she said, "All right, go ahead, cut your hair here." Her words were like a ray of sunshine coming through the dark clouds. Hopeful and enthusiastic, I planned to cut my hair the day after, and my sister-in-law offered to help me cut them. However, when the big day came, my mother-in-law and sister-in-laws tried to convince me one last time. Are you sure about it? Yes, I am. Okay, how much do you want to cut? I said five centimeters, and they replied, "Oh, that's too much. Let's cut only one centimeter." I know they were not forcing their opinion on me; they were just trying their best to preserve their tradition and culture. But continuous suggestions just sounded like compulsion to me. Their final resistance melted away the last bits of patience I had, so I just grabbed the scissors and cut a strand of hair at my desired length. As I had made the first cut, my sister-in-law had to cut the remaining hair in line with the first strand. To keep the hairstyle harmonious, so my purpose was served, and I got my haircut the way I wanted. Gradually, everyone got used to my new look, and the unfavorable comments also started fading. So that was the way I have found to deal with this intercultural difference. I try my best to compromise with the local tradition and culture, but ultimately, if it goes against my basic freedom, I have to draw the line. Even though my way of doing it was a bit radical, otherwise it would have cost me my happiness, and I'm convinced that if I'm not happy, I can't make anyone happy, and I don't want to have long hair just to be able to fit in an Indian family. I want to be loved and accepted the way I am. At the end of the day, everyone has the need to be loved and accepted the way they are. So let us celebrate diversity. And learn to accept our differences, shall we? Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share with anyone who would like this story, and you are welcome to share your thoughts with me too. Have a nice day or evening, depending on where you are right now. Bye.